I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet, a lady's guide to bro culture. My name is Gina Bloom and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies and non-binary folks and have them experience bro culture for the very first time. Um, on this podcast, we've listened to uh, music. We've watched a lot of movies. We've done a lot of bro-y things on this show. But today is our very first video game-based episode. And we have a very special video game indeed. It came out in the fall of 2018 uh, to universal acclaim just about. And a $750 million opening weekend. That is the second largest weekend uh, in the history of entertainment. Wow. That is that's a lot of fucking money for one thing to make in in three days. Uh, the highest, by the way, Grand Theft Auto Five, also released by this company, made a billion dollars in three days. Um, so to say that this is a, a part of the culture is is kind of an understatement almost. Uh, it's it may in fact be the culture or or very soon be the culture. Uh, but we're gonna talk about it uh, with a first time gamer and a long time gamer. And yes, we are indeed talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar Games. This is the game where you play as Arthur Morgan, uh, an outlaw of the Old West, as he navigates uh, an honor code, I guess is what was what we're doing. We try to either be a good person or a bad person, fulfill various uh, missions in this open uh, Wild West world, and then eventually um, dive tuberculosis, if I'm not mistaken <laughs> 750 million dollars to watch a guy die of tuberculosis but um my guest today from what i remember has never played a video game is is that correct or has not played much video games not much not much okay and certainly not in the video game culture mm -hmm. and uh my first guest is anya vols anya hi. say hi thanks for having me and next to Anya is a longtime gamer and friend of Anya's and also a very funny comic. Uh, both of them are very funny comics in the New York City area. 
Say hello to Mike Racine. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, doing good. How? Yeah, we're doing great. All right, so Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I had not played this game. I actually bought it uh, right before my breast implant surgery as I thought it would be a good way to recover from surgery, and I just never got around to it. I just, I watched, like, Mrs. Maisel instead, and, like... I mean, it's a pretty masculine thing to get into right after a breast implant surgery. I kind of like the, I kind of like the balance. Yeah, sure. I just got got lady tits, and I thought maybe I'd want to do something doodly for a while, just to, like, just to set the scales right, but I just never got around to it until uh, you and I talked about coming on the show, and you said you were not a video gamer, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, this is a perfect opportunity for both of us to play it. Yeah. And tell us about, um, Anya, tell us about your play experiences. Like, what, what did you and Mike do for the past um, few days with the game? Um, well, we played for, like, f- four or five hours yesterday, yeah. I would say. Um, we... Well, he had beat the game, so we just kind of like walked around yeah. in that state of things uh, and just tried on some outfits, some hats, got the got the guy a haircut, um, and then we started a new campaign so I could like see what the the like beginning levels are like. Right, right, yeah. Um, did not get very far, but did try some things out. And uh, then we watched a couple videos of other people playing the game. I, that seems to be so like I could a, see how it's done. That seems to be like a popular thing now. Like when I was in, when I was a video gamer back in like high school and college, like YouTube wasn't really a thing. So like, it's kind of surprising to see how much people enjoy watching other people play video games now. Yeah, I mean that's before I'm. I was really into World of Warcraft, so I can't okay. say I've never gamed, but I wasn't like particularly good at it. But other than that one game, my only experience with gaming has been watching my brother play games. And so that's, I totally understand why YouTube is like a big thing because that's the only enjoyment I've ever gotten out of games is watching people play them. I really don't like playing them. All right, Mike, uh, tell us about, uh, tell us about, your experience with Red Dead, you'd beaten the game and like what your level of like gaming um, acumen is. Well, um, there's a lot of hats. Uh, a lot of hats. A lot of outfits. Yes. A lot of there's hats a lot and of haircuts. <laughs> yeah. I, I did spend a lot of time in the game just um, adjusting my guy's facial hair. You know, take there's a cutting his hair. There's also a hair tonic that makes your hair grow faster. Oh, wow. So switching between, yeah, long and short hair. Biotin. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend was watching me play, and she was like, "Every every time I look over, you're changing the guy's hat, and that's like a big part because there's so many. I don't know. There's a lot of shirts. There's a lot of outfits. You want to you want to pick an outfit that's true to the character, yeah, and sure. not too you know over the top. And from what I understand, like there's like appropriateness of the outfit, like. <laughs> Depending on what the situation is, just the weather. So if you're okay. wearing like a heavy winter coat, you're gonna your stamina core is gonna drain slower oh, wow. or faster. Um, and then if you're if you're cold, you're you're also your health is gonna drain faster. That was my number one fascination was that there's all of these outfit choices, and the only thing it actually impacts is, is the weather related. So what's the point of all the other? 
elements just for person for enjoyment just, <laughs> yeah. purely for there's also i mean there's other aesthetics. i get but i was not expecting it from this game yeah there's other stuff you like even with your weapons you can like change the varnish on your gun you can change the metal you can wrap you can put wraps on it you can put engravings on it stuff that you never see but it's just i i don't know i guess it just makes the game more fun but it's also a little overwhelming and how do you normally play mike like when you played it through like what 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 is your what what did you find most enjoyable about it? I did the story, but I also liked doing the side missions and side quests and and uh I mean the combat's fun, hunting is fun. Actually, so I started a new campaign. So Anya came over, we played for like 4 or 5 hours and then I was up till 3 in the morning playing again. And I started a new I so I started the game over and now that I, so there is like an honor system. Now that I'm playing again, I'm I'm pl- I'm playing more uh, community minded. I'm being more. I'm giving more to the camp. Yeah. Because when I first started, I was like, oh, I just want to get through and right, unlock the right. levels. But now I'm like, so you're in like a band of outlaws. So now I'm like, ah, I got to bring some animals to the camp. I got to donate some money, and so there's a million different ways to play the game. And I also like found stuff that I didn't find the first time around. So I might just I might just play this till I die to yeah. keep playing it yeah yeah uh, kind of like life there's just so many choices that you can make yeah there was like a lady like digging up dinosaur bones and she was like if you find <laughs> dinosaur bones let me know I'll pay you good money and I that didn't happen the first time I the first playthrough. wow Anya you're 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 about a five-hour veteran of Red yeah. Dead how, how do you feel about what you've what you what you've experienced um I really like, um, I think the reason I liked World of Warcraft when I played it when I was in like middle school was the like role playing, just like diving into a completely different world and like you are Mm -hmm. this character element and a lot of games have that, but it isn't necessarily a world I want to be in. Like I've played Grand Theft Auto and I get it, it's fun, but it's like I can't really get lost in it for hours. Um, And this I could see myself just being like, I'm just going to like walk around like this is so fun (laughs) to just be in this like very beautiful, uh, well animated and like well thought out reality. Yeah, it's a big, beautiful video game world. And I'll I'll give you my um, a little background on my video game experience. I for like a little while, um, I want to say maybe until I was 24, I, I was I was a really solid gamer um i was gonna write for like one of the gamer magazines uh, it went under right before my articles are supposed to come out so that didn't happen uh, i was a play tester for ea for a little while uh in their orlando uh office and um i had basically played all of the early consoles and then like and then onto the grand theft auto games and then like about eight years ago, I just sort of got over it. And then three years ago, I transitioned, and then I hadn't even thought about the video games. I have, actually have a video game console in my living room. It belongs to my little brother, and he just left it when he moved out because his girlfriend has a, has a PlayStation 4. So he's like, you can have this shitbag Xbox One. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the good stuff. Um so I hadn't really played a video game with the exception of like maybe Grand Theft Auto Five for a few months, um, at all in like the 2010s. Like this is like my first game experience in quite a while, and I gotta say, like I was just kind of 
bored. Like really, yeah. Like I, I can see that for I, sure. Yeah, and like maybe it's because like I sort of like grip on like an old school like like platformer type a game where it's like everything is just kind of coming at you all at once, and like I'm not used to having to like plant shit and like hunt hunt like pheasant for like. Well, there's something about it that kind of reminded me of why I kind of like I've never been able to get into like D and D. Where there's definitely a D and D aspect, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Where it's just like there's just so many choices that seem so trivial, and it's just like how is this serving? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How is this serving the greater purpose? Like, how are we? Like, how is this supposed to keep my attention if I have to make all of these like very minor decisions? And so. I definitely, if anything, this playing this game made me want to play WoW again <laughs> more than it made me want to keep <laughs> playing this game because WoW is all about just like, all right, what's next? It doesn't like make you just kind of hang out in one thing for too long. Gotcha. I also, um, I gave Arthur Morgan this time around, I gave him like a mustache and some light mutton chops. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And Love I was it. like, that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion choices are, yeah, are yeah, significant. Yeah. But yeah. also like his, his default outfit is like kind of perfect like it's just a blue shirt with a bandana and pants and suspenders and it's like that's who arthur morgan is he's like a rugged dumb he's been an outlaw his whole life you know it's not really you don't really need to put him in like a like the purple jacket i feel like they could have made it a game where this is his outfit and you don't need to think about it again and i don't think anyone would have noticed but video like that doesn't like fly today people would be mad yeah, it, it is. It, yeah, I, I did a lot of research on like how the video game industry has changed. And, and it sounds like positive stuff. It sounds like with Red Dead, like they really took like a lot of time to like think about like the impact that their games have had in the culture, um, like other Rockstar games. So they try to make it where there's like consequences for the for being violent. <laughs> the, yeah, they're like woke. They're like, you're right. That's your like, your, yeah, your are, honor points go up if yes. you attack the KKK. <laughs> I did see a video uh, of that last night where like. Um, but also they put the KKK in the, the game. The KKK so, like, is in the game. You and didn't then, have like, to necessarily do that. And like he takes the, the wizard or whatever of the KKK and he like feeds him to a bear. And like it's it's incredibly gratifying. Like I like, <laughs> I, I, I like that. But like it would take me probably 60 hours of playing to get to the point where. I can kill KKK guys and feed them to bears. Yeah, we ran into the KKK when we were playing, and they were, <laughs> before we even attacked them, uh, they were lighting each other on fire. So I think there's also an element of making yeah. the KKK have like a dumb and dumber vibe, which I think was a yeah. funny. Yeah, like, Reddit was not happy about that scene. <laughs> really? They're, like, They're making us look stupid <laughs> in this game. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I Red thought that is woke. I'll I'll say it. I yeah, Even it is. They're woke, all but white dudes. Yeah, and yeah. you could argue you could argue that they're kind of like not woke enough because like the main characters are all white men. The two characters that you play as are white men, and I guess yeah. there is that like. But then I guess also like they need the game to sell well. Yeah, so, I mean that's but that, that's that's kind of the that's kind of like the dodge of like yeah. why they didn't have like you know a. A black superhero for like Marvel movies, and because yeah, but like, then Black Panther, then all of a sudden Black Panther <laughs> makes more money than all those movies put together. And like, well, yeah. oh, Anya can tell you when I when we first started playing the game um, about the horses that I had. Oh yeah, yes. he made sure all of his horses were female. 
Oh. Because <laughs> Mike is woke. <laughs> Mike is woke, yes. Red Dead is woke. Mike is woke. I'll be the first one to say it. <laughs> helping um, out the helping out the, the, the female community of horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the if anything... Horses. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily get into the gender implications of having all of your uh, labor animals be female, oh, right. but I don't know. That is neither well, here I nor mean, there. I, they are <laughs> treated very well. I brush them. That's true. I, That's true. I feed them and I wash them. Yeah, they're I've, good horses. Yeah, there's a lot of horse maintenance in the game too <laughs> that is required. I imagine that there's those a ton horses. Of it like reminds yeah. me. My yeah. parents got me this like this video game that I tried to get into as a kid that I just couldn't do like, cause they were like, we've spent all this money on a PlayStation. We can't, it can't only be for her brother. Like that was their logic. That makes sense. So, That's good of them. Yeah. And I didn't really like the games he was playing. The only game I liked of his was Grand Theft Auto. And they were like, well, you can't play that cause you're eight years younger than him. And like, we just don't want. Yeah. So I would play it when they weren't home. And then when they were home, I had to play this weird like Barbie game. They got me that was like Barbie's cowgirl adventure. <laughs> <laughs> which is just in retrospect i think both of my parents would be very embarrassed that that's what they got their daughter it's just um, four girls like they just made it to have yeah. to, yeah, so it's girls. just yeah. like okay what do girls want to play <laughs> video games about and um it's there's a lot of similarities to red dead redemption in that there's a lot of outfit choices there's a, a lot of horse maintenance yeah. a lot of like having to do the same like little mission over and over again until you get it right um and I yeah, I couldn't help but see that comparison. And your your girlfriend also made the comparison that it's like your pretty pretty she said princess. It's like pretty pretty princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so many outfit changes that, <laughs> and yeah. hair changes. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to think that you know my experience as as a as a baby trans as an unout trans. Um, one of the reasons why I played a lot of video games back then, uh, especially The Sims, was that. Mm. It allowed me to be people, someone that I wasn't. Totally. And I like a man, like a yeah, like a. I mean, for me, like a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what you did on The Sims, or are you? No, saying, just in Red Dead. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, totally. Guy who can fight. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that you know, in the trans community, like, there's a lot of gaming going on because you do get a lot of like you get to play as someone that your body isn't, and um, yeah, it's like that. If I could have been like, you know, like some like gunslinging, like, you know, saloon prostitute in Red Dead, I absolutely would have. That's the I, thing, I, right? I, yeah, I think I that there's, absolutely there's would have, and I would have, and I'd probably still be playing it. Yeah. yeah, me too, honestly. I was really, I mean, I was surprised that there's like, you know, women and people of color even included in the storyline outside of just like as like obvious props yeah but it sucks that you can't really like play as them or interact super heavily with them in an interesting way yeah because because i like even in grand theft auto like in grand theft auto 5 there's three playable characters and two are white men and one's a black guy yeah and then but <clears throat> it's been mostly white guys as the playable character um but then another game i just played far cry like you that you can make your character whoever you want right be. right and my i made my guy a black man and looking back on it it should have been a black woman but like 
nobody's perfect and i'll try you to are better very very woke mike <laughs> yeah. you should have you should have played as a black woman yeah, yeah. You should, and she should have like. been very empowered yeah, just to, just to get the experience yeah, yeah. Like, the authentic experience the authentic experience yeah. as a black woman in you the world the <laughs> store or something <laughs> like, yeah yeah um but um what was i gonna say oh but it, it's also like so much goes into the game and so much voice acting and and stuff yeah. and like so i don't know I wonder how. I wonder what the future of games are gonna be. It took them six years to make this. Yeah, like, yeah. It would be for them to take the notes from <laughs> yeah. from this game and to make another one would be. I mean, I'd be surprised if we're not all underwater by the time that was able mm-hmm. to happen. We're underwater in a much. We're we're in an underwater, much woker society. Yes, <laughs> that's like okay, nice try, but this time we have these problems. That's right. The remnants of a very yeah. woke society. Um, yeah, I think that's why a big part of why I've never really been that into gaming in the first place is that I don't really feel not to use this like a uh, buzzword, but I don't really feel represented in games. Oh, I hear you. Definitely. And, yeah. and in the culture as a whole, I feel pretty excluded. Like, honestly, now I have thicker skin and I was, I was ready to walk into whatever playing with you, but I was very pleasantly surprised with how much Mike was just trying to teach me the game because usually when I'm playing a video game with dudes, it's just like an exasperated frustration that I don't have this like innate ability to play because I didn't grow up playing these games. And that's why I never really played because my brother would just be like way too frustrated to actually teach me how to play. And he was the only person around me that played and then by the time I was around other people that played, I had like missed the window on learning how to play games. <laughs> and now I'm just like an adult who's like, I don't know. I'm supposed to adjust where I'm looking and where I'm walking. And this there's is too complicated. So many fucking <laughs> buttons on these things now. It's yeah. Like, like the controllers have yeah. like 15 buttons. It's and I could just have you- poor hand-eye coordination. I'm open to that. But I also think that I just missed like the formative window of like being able to like for this to be intuitive for me. Yeah. They're pretty similar though. Like once you play one, you kind of get the feel for a lot of them. And a lot of the buttons are the same. That's why like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. if you got the feel for one yeah. 10 years ago, you can get you, like launch much more easily into them now. I think I if you know. wanted to be good at it, you you could. I I agree. You know. I just what I'm saying is you're the first experience I've ever had of somebody being like you can do it. <laughs> I want you to try it this this time. Like I kept being like, "Can you just beat the game in front of me?" Well, it's, <laughs> like I don't want to play. Let's all celebrate woke Mike the gamer yeah. his, with his team of lady horses and his <laughs> and his gentle ways of teaching. Yeah, <laughs> the art of video gaming. I mean, it it's a very low bar to just like say you're going to teach somebody something and then actually no, that's attempt true. To teach them. I but remember in general my experience has been like just like feeling guilty for not immediately knowing what to do. The greatest nightmare I had growing up was when my mom would say, teach me the computer. <laughs> like that was, that was like the worst time. She'd be like, teach me the computer. She's very thick accented Philippine woman, had no idea how to work a computer, but every few months she'd get a weed up her ass about learning the computer. And I, and like I, I would get so frustrated. Now I feel like I'm my mom. I yeah. feel like I have no patience to learn how these, these modern newfangled video well, games. Anya <laughs> was teaching me. So there was. So I was showing Anya. There's a level in. There's a really fun level in the game, and I was showing her a YouTube video of it. Yeah. And there's a part where, so, 
there a, a boy, a young boy in your camp gets kidnapped, and then all your your crew goes to rescue him and it's honestly it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me in my life like that it was level. also very sweet when he was telling me why he liked it so much he was like i just want to go do something with my boy yeah, me and my friends <laughs> never do anything together and it's like it's like your whole squad going to rescue this kid like that's awesome oh that's nice and yeah. it's really a, warmed my heart and it's a <laughs> it also um made me sad it's a slave owning it's like a, there's like these two families and one because part of the game is the American South. So yeah. there's these two families. They're like former slave owners and your gang decides that they're going to rob them both. Then they catch on that you're robbing them and they kidnap a guy in your group's son. Okay. So the whole, they're like, we're gonna, and then a uh, Dutch Vanderlyn, who's the leader of the gang is like, we're going to go get them back. Let's go. And <laughs> like your whole, you just ride to the mansion and you just fucking, you kill everybody <laughs> in the mansion. And it's great. So then, uh, <laughs> with your boys, with it's your boys, unchanged, yeah. getting in there and just killing everybody in the mansion. Yeah. And also like, I mean, you guys should watch it because every actor in this scene just like kills it. Yeah. Um, like, Dutch is like kind of a bad guy, but he like he goes to the thing and he's like, whatever problem you have with us, alleged uh, <laughs> that that's a young boy. And then he like just pops the guy in the head and you all start shooting. And then he finds the old lady whose mansion is he like drags her out by the hair and he's like, where is he? And then your your guy goes, uh, why'd you take the boy, Mrs. Braithwaite? <laughs> like the uh, this guy, Hosea, who's like the older guy in the in the. He's like the older mentor, you know? Yeah. He's like, why'd you take the boy, Mrs. Braithwaite? And she, he's, he goes, boys are off limits. <laughs> and I, that was just, a, just such a funny thing. And I wanted to... Take a screenshot. I wanted to take a screenshot of him being like, boys are off limits. And just being like, anybody defending Michael Jackson. Oh. For you. <laughs> well, there you go. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then... Uh, well, you go ahead, Anya. Well, so the screenshot... It didn't the the like speech at the bottom of the screen didn't line up. It didn't just have his words. It, it had, had some like of her, her words, words above it. And so oh. you couldn't crop it out. So I was like, well, you should just take a video because I'm um, very young and hip and know of all course, about social yeah. media. And I was like, a video is going to do better anyway on Twitter, at least. Um, so then I like coached him through like editing so the video the, down. She helped me edit the video. <laughs> then we tried to put it on Instagram, but an Instagram video has to be at least three seconds long. So it wasn't long enough. So I was like, you know, what? I'll just put it on Twitter. So we finally figured out to put it on Twitter. And then we got this. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, anybody defending Michael Jackson, this is for you. Boys are off. Boys are off limits. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of YouTube videos of people like just throwing Molotov cocktails at people and blowing up wagons. Yeah. And stuff. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Your honor level goes down and then the law is all over you. And then you and then you go to jail. You'll, you'll either go to jail or they'll kill you. And then it costs money to die. Right. Every time you die, you lose like which maybe is true to life. It's very expensive to die. Yeah, it's very yeah. expensive to die. No, 150 bucks, and then you're alive again. Yeah, your horse is right there with all your stuff on it. 50 <laughs> bucks and like $1,890. That's like 30000 now. So, yeah. yeah, that's a significant amount of money. Yeah, yeah, totally. Another thing that's funny about the game is like, so it's all about like Arthur trying to redeem himself before he dies of tuberculosis. And he like feels bad about this one family yeah. that he's like shaken down for money because like the father passed away. And then the, it gets progressively sadder. And so at the end of the game, he hears, you know, their voices and stuff. And he's like, I got to make things right before I die. And throughout the game, you've killed maybe like a thousand police officers and just people who are like doing their job. <laughs> that is true. That that this is the th problem that I had with like a lot of movies. Um, I remember in like the Marvel movies and especially in like the like the DC movies where like they forgot that there's collateral damage. And then that became like a subject like. 
like I know the big thing like Batman versus Superman was that they just they killed half of New York City <laughs> yeah by accident yeah uh, and then and then they're like oh yeah that's that wasn't too good of us and like I kind of get like that like a sort of like morality after the fact like it's nice that it's there but it's still it's still a bunch of indiscriminate pixels getting murdered it's still yeah it's still fake so like there's still an unreality to it yeah which is probably a deeper read than i think red dead redemption really needs but i don't know i think you made a good point up top where it's like this is a huge part of our our culture yeah and i think red dead redemption is a better uh like video game to sweep our culture than Grand Theft Auto was as far as like yeah. morality is concerned, I, but I, I it's got that. some work to do for sure. But do, I mean, does it though? I mean, even I'm going to do the ultimate fucking dude thing. Cause I did spend <laughs> most of my life as one. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have an air horn to play? <laughs> yeah, talk about it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play. Bow, bow, bow. Exactly. I'll get a little Vuvuzela in here. I'm going to play <laughs> devil's advocate and say that video games don't really have that responsibility. Like, their responsibility is to be entertainment. Um, and, like, the fact that they're trying to make it woke, maybe that's maybe that's just, like, a, an extra way to market it. Maybe that's a way how they get... I think that's a cop-out, though, to say that video games are just supposed to be entertainment. Because, like, that's what we're paying for. Yeah. And so, yes, definitely provide entertainment. But if you know, it's like the same thing as like TV and movies are held to this standard or we are sometimes we attempt to hold them to this standard all the time where and musicians get held to the standard a lot um, where it's like, okay, yeah, your job is this thing. But you recognize that you are impacting people and influencing people and children specifically for all of the above are whether we like it or not consuming all of these things. But is it because the sprites are getting more lifelike because like Pac-Man was really violent to like little blue ghosts. Like he killed those things pretty indiscriminately, but they were sprites. They they didn't look like sure. anything that we cared about. Right. Well, I think that's a good point. Like it's, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily like negates what I'm saying though, because okay. Pac-Man was also not like an, a, a, something that we could identify with but, sure yeah but i think it does find the balance pretty well though it's, okay. it's fun yeah it's yeah. fun, it's fun it's and also... it does and it does try to like what i like about the fact that it does try to like insert um its own version of morality is that it adds an extra level of challenge to the game which keeps it from being like another like indiscriminate kill totally. fest yeah also there are there's a certain level where there are kids and you can't kill them. Like you can throw dynamite, but they just kind of <laughs> fall over and get I back up. I saw that. Yeah, I was very, I was very, uh, I was yeah. very entertained by the fact that the kids are invincible. Yeah, like they just, they will not die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will, they will get hit. You can trample them with your horse, yeah. but they will get they up and run die. away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. You can't like have sex on, on it or in it. So there is a level <laughs> where. Um, there is a level where you go to a hotel and you can take a bath and then for an extra 50 cents, you get a deluxe bath and a very large or sometimes smaller breasted (laughs) woman comes in. Not that anyone's noticing. She goes, need some help there, cowboy? And she'll wash you. And then you can tell her what body parts to wash Uh. or to make small talk. And I was, and I was like, what's the right combination that this woman will, you know, like, you know, like 
maybe jerk me off or be like, go in the hell, like, and I couldn't figure it out. And I spent maybe like 20 minutes taking two deluxe baths trying to figure out what yeah. was the right combination. And you just, you just don't fuck in the game. You just don't fuck in the game. But you also have like a wife. So if it wasn't going to no, happen. No, but Arthur Morgan doesn't. Okay. He's like a single guy. He's a single like, But by know, the time you're the other mutton guy. Mutton chopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Marston doesn't, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't consummate. He doesn't fuck around <laughs> on, on Abigail. Well, I just feel like if there was any opportunity to uh, have sex, it would be with your own wife. So if it's not going to happen. Yeah, and all you can do is antagonize her. <laughs> yeah. Those, the options are to greet <laughs> and antagonize. Yeah. Greet or antagonize. <laughs> Which is, I mean, very true to life. That's, Am I right? That's that's most men's options with their relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do I want to say hi? We don't want to annoy this bitch. So then your other <laughs> options after you antagonize are like to... to diffuse or keep antagonizing of course and then when you diffuse it he goes oh, i'm just joking why'd yeah. you take me serious and he goes oh he's a gaslighter yeah i was like all right we're dealing with a gaslighter like damn yeah that's the his best like option of diffusing that's <laughs> i don't know why you had to take me all serious yeah yeah that points to a, a, perhaps a disturbing uh potential future trend like like a gaslight simulator or something like that mm. where you can just like mistreat your spouse yeah and try to make them believe yeah disturbing the future their, trend. their own <laughs> their own eyes yeah also one of the coolest characters in the game i think was javier and he's uh a mexican guy oh okay yeah they could have made yeah. him the main character they could have they could have they could have yeah i feel like there's a there's plenty i mean i'm sure it's very complicated and like changes the game to have wildly different characters and also honestly it how much are we trying to play any like female characters in that time period at that like like junction in history yeah, like press you... x to use the broom <laughs> well not <laughs> that okay well yeah sure but also just like a lot of it is just like you're probably not to be too like uh graphic but you're just gonna get raped a lot if you're doing all the same stuff that these guys are doing like running around causing causing wreaking right. havoc Anya writes a letter to Rockstar. She's like, yeah. there's not enough. <laughs> this isn't accurate enough. This isn't accurate I enough. I wasn't raped. <laughs> not, not enough rape I'm a feminist, but I'm also a historian. Yeah, and I, I need history. the accuracy. <laughs> yeah. um, I need something to be angry about. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> I guess. But also the historical accuracy of a man killing a thousand people with, with very little recrimination probably not that accurate either so i think they could have i mean that's but if there is any time period for that to yeah. be most likely it's the wild west in that like whatever 1800s i don't know i i you just gotta lean into the cop killing thing you, you gotta just gotta just lean into it yeah. yeah well even so i uh, like another piece of media that deals with the wild west <laughs> that i'm familiar with is uh the shia labeouf film holes <laughs> has anyone else watched that movie there's like these uh flashbacks to the like kissing kate the, barlow yeah kissing kate barlow and even when dealing with her storyline and she's you know this like female bandit in the wild yeah. west um she's she like they deal with like uh sexual assault and harassment with her in a children's movie it's just a kiss, but it is implying something else. Yeah. It's a violent... It's standing in for something else. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if, if even this children's movie was going to address that being a woman in this time period is tough, 
right. I think Red Dead would probably do it too. Okay, so so to recap, <laughs> Anya says not enough rape. Okay, <laughs> I don't think that's at all what I said. I think that's probably the complication that they're avoiding by not having a. I she said Arthur Morgan's not enough of an anti-rape activist. That's true. She wants oh. him to be like <laughs> a little too pragmatic. He's, yeah, he's not. He's he's not woke enough. Yeah, I mean, if the if honor is such a big deal in the game, you'd think defending women you would, think would be that. part of it. Good point. Yeah, there I are. There, yeah. A, I stopped a couple rapes in the game. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So they they do touch on the subject. Not to be, you know, not to, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> <laughs> not but to play yeah. devil's advocate. Yeah. Interesting. My gosh. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all, though, because we were talking about if they're like the existence of sex is almost not acknowledged in the game. And we did talk about that. But yeah, but yeah, there's a part like some lady kisses you on the forehead and that's like the most <laughs> that you get. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 go a little broader for a few minutes here. Anya, you said earlier that um, you didn't have a lot of video game experience because uh, well, let's go back into that. Why, why was that again? Well, I mean, it just there, it didn't feel like there is room for me in that world right. um, growing up. And even though I grew up in a more progressive time than like a lot of my peers did, because I'm like 10 years younger than pretty much everybody I talk to. But um, even in the like early 2000s uh, and like late 90s, it, we were still like girls do this and boys do this. And that was like a huge part of childhood. And I think. Yeah that's even still permeating parts of culture for children, but it's like far less so these days. But when I was growing up, I w it was definitely like the, even the fact that my, like the fact that my parents were like, she'll want the Barbie video game. <laughs> is like indi indication enough that like what my brother was playing would not be interesting to me because boys like these things and girls like these things. Gotcha. And, um, and then, yeah, my brother was also like super, uh, rude to me about not being good at it right away. And oh I, Oh my God, I could, yeah. My little siblings <laughs> were vicious, vicious fights over the consoles. Yeah. yeah. Well, well my, my sister, my sister played Grand Theft Auto too, but she was kind of hands off. Like she just liked to drive around. That's kind of what and, I like to right, do. Just too. The car. Yeah. Yeah, right. I was also not like hugely competitive, at least not in the, the traditional sense of like winning and losing like competitions. Maybe I'm competitive in spirit, like in life. But um, so it it never was like a huge um, like pull for me that like I could beat a game. I was just like, OK, who cares? And Mike, um, when did you get started gaming? And what was that like when when you were first starting out? Um, I had a Nintendo when I was like six or seven, so I've just I've been doing it a long time, off yeah. and on. I had um, yeah, I had an N sixty four PS two, uh, I had an Xbox uh, three sixty, and I got a PS four like a, maybe two or a year and a half ago. Um, and I just I just like having it. I just like having something to blow off steam and gotcha. unwind and. Yeah, but uh, I do go through spurts where I will play it a lot. I think I played it for like 13 hours yesterday. <laughs> and like, take me back to like those the, those younger days. Like, what was what what was it like then to play the games? Like, what did they mean to you as opposed to now, where you're an adult that has like responsibilities and an arts career and all of that going on? Yeah, I guess it was just fun, and I guess it was just a way to, like, even I remember coming home from school and, like, not liking school, but being able to just go blow off steam and play, you know, 
Call of Duty and Medal of Honor and not um, really like a no, not a really like female inclusive environment though. Um, yeah, but I never like thought about that. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's the- part of the problem, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but a lot of games. But I heard that like a lot of games in the in the eighties were sort of like gender neutral, and then yeah. some kind of report came out that said like, oh, video games are for boys, and they started marketing them specifically for like the for early boys. early history of video like games, like the Home Improvement video game, yeah, where you play as Tim Allen with a nail gun and you fight dinosaurs. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> that, yeah. that's something for everyone. Uh, in the early history of video games, a lot of the designers were women. Like a lot of the early yeah. video game designers from like the seventies were women, um, because back then anyway it was a more meritocratic environment and like female mathematicians and engineers weren't getting paid attention to that like older electronics firms so they went into video games because they were it was a new industry and they could they could make themselves known better mm-hmm. uh, it's just funny how once that industry like solidified and matured then it kicked the women back out like yeah the women well, and a lot pioneered of pioneered it, like, it, and then they kicked them back out once, once, once it became secure. Yeah, a lot of like gendering products, especially toys, is just about like profitability and marketability, and isn't actually like a lot of the time um, an indication of like, like un because there are no clean slate children you're immediately inundated with like culture and like being told what you should and shouldn't like i think there are some things that like maybe uh in general little girls like more and in general little boys like more but there are a lot of kids that, that like those lines are not very distinct in my experience um with like the kids that have been in my life and so a lot of the time it's like it's decided that it's for boys and then because of social pressures we all just like agree and right yeah it's, it's a shame we didn't get to see arthur morgan have kids and let his son play with a doll you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can play with the dolls boy <laughs> but dolls are for everyone it's, for arthur everyone. jr it's really interesting to like how much that stuff works like not just with kids but with adults too mm-hmm. like just being like you don't like that. We decided what you like. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. I find it fascinating. I remember. It worked on me. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't like video games. Because it is kind of, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it from like a, uh, a capitalist perspective, like it is like a risky thing to do. If you were going to like, yeah. we're going to make a video game and the character is going to be um, um, Native American and trans and in a wheelchair. But I would, pr- that game I'd sounds fun. I would shit. play that. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's don't well be afraid done. to. I hope that after after Black Panther made all that money, and I hope that after Captain Marvel is making all the money that it's making, and that hopefully that there'll be some video game equivalent of that, where like some non traditional protagonist destroys uh, at the market, that that can be over with. Yeah. Like, I just hope no one forgets about white men though with all this stuff. I really you know hope I mean? not. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to be. Invis- I don't want to feel invisible. If there's one thing that this podcast definitely wants yeah is to continue the uh, the prominence of white men yeah, absolutely the prominence and the it's just legacy. i don't know if you guys know what it's like to or if, i'm sorry if you folks know what it's like to yeah <laughs> feel like you're being ignored and fading out of the culture i, I really don't i really really don't i no clue yeah. i'm sure it doesn't feel like good either. something about i mean i'm very optimistic about like the success of wonder woman and black panther and all these things it's like see like all the, these yeah. different identities can be the thing that usually white men are like it's 
kind of I feel like a tricky balance that it reminds me of like Obama winning and it's like oh, oh I know yeah well you got it you got the thing you got the thing and so, that, but the rich still get rich right and it, the like the, the actual like problem never got in, in fact the problem gets like worse because people are like well the problem was solved and here's our proof that the problem was solved so yeah. now we're not going to acknowledge it at all and I'm like a little bit like I'm starting to see that in a weird way in like movies and television where they're like well we have the one black character and it's more than just tokenism like it we was in the, the 90s right because these are like three-dimensional interesting characters finally but it's still just like a family drama and one of the kids was adopted and they're black so problem solved and like there's just like a lot of that happening that i'm like uh curious how much like you said like black panther might actually like change the culture or like uh encourage like video game companies to do it other than maybe their one game yeah. other than the, <laughs> well i mean right they they found out that it, it that it could make money so so basically they'll try it until it flops and then be like oh you see it was so inclusive in the 90s and then all of a sudden not again and apparently it's because advertising like companies and their advertising yeah, it was a show about dinosaurs we're like well yeah. these demographics aren't the <laughs> ideal demographics for this product they learn how to demographically so then they were slice like, yes yes so they, yes. they were like what about one channel so <laughs> and so, then we can like decide from there and then Rather than actually deciding from there, they just went back to all white people on TV. So not to, not to distract too much because it's a very fascinating point. <laughs> but the only reason why I bring this up is because there's another very popular podcast on this network that is actually about the television show that made TV white in the 90s because of demographic slicing. And that show was Frasier. Interesting. Frasier was not a huge ratings winner, but the people who watched it tend to be very rich. Yes. And that's I've why it was on for 10 years. I've always been so curious, yeah, why that show was so successful. Because yeah. I think it's really funny, but it is not it is like really funny, accessible, but, really. But it's because the people who watched yeah. it at the time had more money than the people who were watching yeah. other things. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and so to that point, I think there is um, a huge possibility that that might end up being the case with like movies and television and video games again even though we are now seeing another like diversity boom but our uh, mike do you play that you play though are we really seeing a diversity boom do you see or or is it just like a lot of like With white guy stuff like in games? current crops of video games does it feel more diverse to you since you've been in it um intimately and you can I say no not really yeah i guess not really i mean like i said though i mean so, I'll, I'll, like a lot of games now are um sort of like create a character so yeah your character can be whatever you right. want it to be but then yeah for a game like where there's you know a lot of voice acting and story it does seem like i mean i just think of the games that came out uh in the past year and it's like or the games that i played i played like the last of us battlefield that that's that had some diversity in it you play so you play as a in battlefield you play as a, a black uh french unit in mm -hmm. world war ii and then like None of the white French soldier soldiers will talk to you because they're they're like ignore you and stuff. And then you find like your unit takes over this castle, and then at the end, all the all the white French soldiers come in and they like pat you on the back and they're like, "Good job." And I'm like, "I don't need your approval. You fucking fuck you, you cracker right. French, you right. French ra racist French piece of shit." I just remembered that I own stock in Take Two Interactive, which is Rockstar's parent company. Oh, so. It, everything they did is good. <laughs> did. I don't want any diversity in this. No diversity. <laughs> I want to make my 150 bucks. Wow, this is a 
weird advertisement for you yeah. to get more money. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the straight white guy in yeah. the end makes the money off this podcast. Yeah. Big surprise. Big surprise. Sorry, guys. The only person <laughs> in Hate this the room. game, not the player. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arthur, to spoil the thing, I mean, hit the, 15, hit, hit the fast forward button if you want to, but Arthur dies saving John and he gives him his hat. So, so hats are a big part hats of so are then, a big thing yeah so then when you play as john you can wear arthur's hat but to be honest john's hat looks better <laughs> john's regular hat looks better on john than arthur's hat plus so, it's, it's sentimental you don't want to accidentally drop it on something yeah, yeah so at the end of the day it all comes back to hats yeah as, as we wrap it up it all comes back to hats the hat the hat is the legacy, yeah. and that that is that is what we learn. My biggest takeaway, in Grant, in honestly, this game. my greatest joy playing it was choosing the outfit, which involved the hat. I I would happen to agree. All right, we <laughs> we are out of time. Uh, Anya, let everyone know in the audience where they, where they can find you. Um, great. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm at Anya Volts on everything. Um, I have a show, a monthly show called Thirst Trap and we change locations, but you can keep up with it at Thirst Trap Comedy. And my website is AnyaVolts.com. A-N-Y-A-V-O-L-Z. Wonderful. And Mike, let everyone in the audience know where they can find you. I'm at Mike Racine on Twitter and I have a podcast called The Sit Down and uh, we talk about organized crime. Talk about organ. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. That I'm gonna have to do a, a bro episode on your podcast. I'm gonna do like a meta episode. <laughs> yeah. I think that's wonderful. Uh, as always, uh, I am Gina Bloom. You can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J E E N A B L O O M, and right here on Sweet, a lady's guide to bro culture on the More Banana Network. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. I, it seems odd to listen to people talk about a video game for an hour, but then again, so many of you watch people play a video game over the internet for hours at a time, so maybe I just don't know how the world works anymore. <laughs> um, and that's all the time we have. Uh, guys, keep a healthy selection of hats, and remember that boys are off limits.